So how many of you believe that what you think changes your experience? Oh. Well, for those that don't, I want to tell you about a three-year-old little girl who was at nursery school, and she had a wonderful day, and it was a day very much like today, and the weather was cold, and there was snow on the ground, and they did all the things that you do at preschool. They sang, and they colored, and they ate lunch, and they had snack, and they played outside. And when the kids came in, because it was snowy, they took their boots off. And so at the end of the day, when it was time for everyone to go home, each of the children found their boots and put their boots on, and their parents came and got them, except for one little three-year-old girl. And she looked everywhere, high and low, and her boots were nowhere to be found. And she said to her teacher, my boots are gone. I can't find them anywhere. And the teacher could tell she was obviously upset. And she said, are you sure they're not this pair? There was just one pair left. And she said, those are not my boots. Mine had snow on them. Yes. Crackling. Am I crackling? She's got a loose screw here. <laughs> <laughs> we knew that, that, didn't we? Thank let's you, Sarah. Try that, and let's do the other one, too, because one of them is loose. All right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Cool. I'm better. All right. You think it's the earring? Okay, man, too many. I'll just take it off. All right, there. <laughs> Between hair and earrings, it's a problem here. So, could you be that three-year-old girl? Absolutely no. What you saw, what you believe, is exactly what you think it is, but it's not. Today, we're going to talk about the power of mental strength, about how we use our mind. But first, I want to tell you a few things about where we are. So, so you remember our little dancing figure, our power-up figure, and she's got a new light on her today. Um, we started last month with the power of faith, and we learned that the power of faith was assigned by Charles Fillmore the color blue, cobalt blue, which is a calming and peacemaking color. And we learned that he placed that power in terms of where it exists in your physical toolbox. He placed it at the center of your brain, at the pineal gland, which does not connect with the brain, but exists in the very center of your mental function. And we learned a little bit about what the pineal gland does. And so the first thing I want to say to you as we begin to add powers to this toolbox is they're all connected. Just like your body is connected, your heart is connected to your circulatory system, your, how you breathe affects how your, your heart works, how your blood moves, all of these things. These powers that we have work the same. They're not linear. They're circular. They all work together. So Charles Fillmore assigned these two specifically action together, the power of faith and the power of strength. He assigned two disciples. He assigned disciples to each one of these 12 powers, but he assigned Peter to the power of faith, and he assigned Peter's brother, Andrew, to the power of strength, which tells us that just like Peter and Andrew work together side by side, 
So these two powers also work together. So the interesting thing about Fillmore's work in this, and even Charles, um, even Paul Hasselbeck's work in the in his book Power Up, is that they didn't really say why this color and this placement. They gave us a lot of information about the color, the placement, and here's everything to do with the power. But I've had to do my homework because the books don't tell you why. So I went back and and looked at this placement and where. Where Fillmore put the power of strength is at the, right at the top of the small of the back. So right about here on your body. So I had to go in and look and find out what is there, what exists right there at the small of your back. And what I found out was there are two little teeny tiny glands that are extremely important to strength. And those are the adrenal glands which is where all the hormones that give us our fight or flight power come from. Our adrenal glands are responsible for dealing with stress. They help us regulate the potassium in our body. They help us regulate the, the sugar levels in our body. And they uh, address things like blood pressure and uh, things that affect our ability to fight or flee. That started to make some sense to me. There's also a, a big nerve bundle in that area. And that nerve bundle sends messages all through the entire body. And you're sitting at the top of the pelvic girdle, which is one of the strongest bone structures in your body, isn't it? Plus, this area of your body is really important because without it, you can't move very much. This area here allows you to move forward and backward. If you can't bend or turn, you can use your arms <laughs> and you can use your legs, but if you want to do anything, you have to, you have to move funny, don't you? you? You need that flexibility to be able to move forward and back, to pick things up, to use the rest of the limbs in your body. So it tells us, this placement tells us that our strength has to have flexibility, doesn't it? That it requires being flexible. And this is important to what we do with our mind. So what we're talking about in this, with this is strength. And the other interesting thing for me was the color he gave it. Because it's lime green. Spring green is what he called it. And that doesn't seem like our power colors are red and black, aren't they? This doesn't seem like strength to me. Except that it is. It's spring green, and something amazing happens in spring. So right now, if you go outside, we are in a state of complete stillness. The grass is not growing. The trees have called their sap down to the roots. They're not making leaves. Nothing is coming up new. We are in the still time of the year, in the winter, when things rest. The only the, the, the most difficult time of the year, in my opinion, for nature comes right after spring. So I want you to think for, uh, right after winter, I want you to think for a minute what it would be like. Your car is outside completely still right now. I want you to imagine if you had to go out and move it. It would not be easy, would it? Because the hardest place to create momentum is from stillness. 
So we are in stillness, and in spring, all of life has to come forward. It has to invigorate itself and, and blossom and bloom and come up from the dirt and reawaken, call the sap from down in the roots all the way back up to the top. There is a huge call to strength that happens in the spring. And everything that blossoms and blooms and grows comes up this color, doesn't it? Those very first uh, little sprigs of grass are this color. The first leaves as they come out, this color. So it makes sense to me that there's a reason this is the color that he chose. Now, I can't tell you if that's his thinking. I can only tell you that he, I know from his writings that he was a logical thinker. So if I look to the logic of it, this is what helps me. And what I see in it is for a plant to come up through the dirt all the way out to the sunlight, it needs to start where we started this year. It has to start with some faith because plants don't have eyes. It's a little bitty seed with a hard shell that has to be cracked open with some strength. And then that little seedling has to decide which way is up or down. And it has to find its way to the light and push through the surface. Better have some faith for that. You're sitting in the dark. Right? Faith and strength together create life. Bring forth what we are working to create These two things are powerful energies when they are partnered together. And so so as we go into strength, if you looked, how many of you have seen that cutaway picture where there's a plant growing and and the seed comes out and first the little green sprout goes down, then it has to change its mind because something calls it up, right? We have to be able to change our mind. Charles Fillmore said, I reserve the right to change my mind, and he did. If you read his writings, you'll find that where he started to where he ended, there are some big differences. Things that he learned about and that changed and influenced how he thought. We as human beings are often afraid to say, I changed my mind. I started out here and I felt convicted to this, and my life experience changed me. And where I came out was somewhere different. The unity experience will often take you to a different way of thinking. Just when you think you know what you believe, it changes, which is really powerful, isn't it? We saw in our story our executive who believed that he could actually change his entire business because he had a check in the bank, check in the safe, didn't even cash it, didn't even cash it. What you think makes a difference. If your shoes were the ones with snow on them, you might not recognize them when the snow melts. Sometimes what we think is different. There was a a disciple who was given a task. And he, before he could finish the first task, he was given a second task. And before he could finish the second task, he was given a third task. And he finally went very frustrated to his master. And he said, Master, I can't figure out what I'm supposed to do first. I don't know which direction to go. Can you please help me? And the master said, yes, in just a minute. But first, tell me about that ring on your finger. Where is that ring from? That's a very interesting ring. And he looked at it and he said, oh, my father gave me that just before he passed away. It's very precious to me. 
And the, the master said, may I see it? And so the disciple took it off and handed it to the master. And the master looked at it, swung back and threw it as far as he could out into the field. And the look on the disciple's face was complete shock. And he said, why did you do that? And he said, well, what will you have to do now? And he said, I have to go find my ring because you threw it out in the field. And the master said, now you understand how to choose. You answered your own question. Choose what is most important. When we are in the process of finding strength, of deciding how to use our strength, we are looking at what's most important to us, not to the masters, not to everybody else who thinks you should or tells you you should, but to, to our individual heart. What is most important now? And then our strength follows. When we decide what is most important, there is no question for this disciple about going out and spending as many hours as necessary finding that ring. Will he find the strength to do that? Yes, because he knows what's important to him. His strength will carry him because he chose what is important. We have to choose often in our lives what is most important, and our brains get busy and full of all kinds of stuff. All kinds of considerations. Who do we have to live up to? Whose expectation must we fill? What is our responsibility? There are many, many ways to think about things, but strength of mind begins with faith. So I want you to do an exercise with me. I want you to close your eyes and be comfortable in your chair. Just breathe. And allow, as you gently breathe, allow your focus to go to the center of your mind, to the center of your head, to the very center where that blue light of faith exists. Now, you may see it or sense it or feel it or just know that it's there. But allow your focus to center on that blue light that is faith. And as you turn your focus to it, notice how the energy of your attention causes that blue light to expand. And before you know it, it's moving up through the crown of the head and around you, down your spine, filling your body as it goes, all the way down to the center of your back. And when it reaches the center of your back, the lowest portion, notice how it's joined by a light blue, emerald green, changing, fluctuating light. Notice how that green begins to glow with the blue, how these two things work together. And as that green center is enlivened, allow the energy to simply follow the spine back up. And as it does, every cell in your body touched by that green energy is awakened like the seedling. And the youth and the newness and the renewal 
fills the cells of your body all the way up to the top of your head and spilling out and around you so that these two energies are connected, always calling on one another, that your strength feeds your faith and your faith feeds your strength. And together, this partnership brings forth new life, reinvigorating you, healing you, allowing you to be who you truly are. And gently open your eyes. The energy that Fillmore put into this work was not because he had nothing better to do. It was because he understood something very powerful. He understood that there is a real energy moving in our bodies. He understood that the frequency we give it by color matters. He understood that it, those frequencies work with the matter, with the physical form. And there's a reason to associate these qualities with certain places in our body. This is powerful, powerful, life-changing information. We can use our faith to bring ourselves into a peaceful place so that when we call on our strength, it's in balance. It's not erratic. Many of us live with the adrenaline rush of our everyday stress. Many of us are adrenaline junkies. But when we go to the center, to the faith center, and just envision the color, we begin to change the state of our physical being so that our adrenal system doesn't have to be blasted out. And a lot of us are suffering from an overworked adrenal system. This is really important to our personal healing. And this little meditation of bringing the blue light down meeting the green of your strength and bringing that back up to your faith, you can do that every day to help bring your body into a new birth, to help bring your body into a state of balance and wellness and to deal with the stress in your life so that you don't have to be in fight and flight all the time. It's more than just a philosophy is what I want you to understand. He was a brilliant man. And he brought us a really powerful gift. And so I invite you this week to use that little meditation. Do it once a day. Choose a time. It's really quick. It took me about two and a half minutes. Very quick. You can do it even faster than that because you don't have to process any words. Do it and notice the change in state that you feel. How much more your Strength comes out in a balanced way. Do it and notice what you start to change in your body. And if it works for you, keep doing it. And we will continue to add to these as we go through the month. And this month, question yourself. Consider, what do I believe that is not serving me? What am I giving my belief to rather than searching inside to say, is this still true for me? I used to believe that. Is this still true for me, or am I willing to be flexible and strong enough to stand in change and newness? I have some quotes for you on the subject of strength. Strength. 
Maya Angelou said, nothing can dim the light which shines from within. Charles Fillmore said, the one and only formative power given to man is thought. By his thinking, he not only makes character, but body and affairs. For as he thinketh within himself, so is he. This is by Bruce Lee. Empty your mind, be formless, shapeless, like water. Now you put water into a cup, it becomes a cup. You put water into a bottle, it becomes the bottle. You put it in a teapot, it becomes the teapot. Water can flow or it can crash. Be water, my friend. Anthony St. Martin, in Divine Living, the Essential Guide to, to Your True Destiny, said this, You are only one thing. You are a divine being, an all-powerful creator. You are a deity in jeans and a t-shirt. And within you dwells the infinite wisdom of the ages and the sacred creative force of all that is, all that will be, all that ever was. <laughs> 